Dave Carter Grail at Fortigree Sports Centre on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Centre Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with their Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM and on the TuneIn app. And on today's show, it can only be one thing it's All Ireland Final Weekend, and we're going to get the views of Limerick man Stephen Walsh, uh, Kilkenny man Adrian Ronan, and we're going to get the neutral view then from the Galway men of Andy Cohn. And now we're going to get the view uh, from the county of Limerick and no better men to give us the view of, of the uh, how, how Limerick are approaching and how they're going to approach this final. It's men who played uh, at all levels uh, for, for Limerick, from the age up to senior, um, is Stephen Walsh. Stephen, and welcome once again to Scarf Bay Community Radio. Thanks, Lad. Thanks, Stephen. Stephen, a, a, a huge weekend and, you know, it has been really a rapid, a rapid championship, I suppose, to, to say the least. And now we're now down to the final two, uh, Old Falls, Kilkenny and Limerick. What's the mood like in, in, in the county of Limerick this week, Stephen? Um, actually, I suppose, like, it's great. You know, um, we're, we're not a county for getting ahead, or, ahead of ourselves. We've, we've, we've been waiting for days like this to come for a long while. And thankfully, the last couple of years, lads, have been... Have, we've been in dreamland, so we're not taking that for granted. We're delighted to be there, and I, I, I'd expect we'll go up in big numbers again. And um, we're looking forward to a great game, Stephen. I suppose you know the the with, with the pandemic and everything that was going on, and you know people seem to think to forget that Limerick have been at the top at, during all this time. You know, following on from the the victory over Galway, then winning the the, the final against um, Waterford, and then last year beating Cork. There's a sense though that you know is this the first real not belittling any of the other ones? Is this the first real big one? I'd agree with you there, lad. Yeah, I would because, like, you go back to 2018, um, and it was it was we looked to be coast and nearly nearly threw it away in the end, and then the last two the last two finals. In fairness, you're kind of playing them right. For the 2020, there was no one in the stand. In the stadium, and last year then it was kind of half full. But like, the, to be honest, the games were over well before the final whistle. Like, whereas I, I, I actually think if, if, if we were to be successful on Sunday, I think it could be the hardest earned one. Yes, you know, you, you like I was saying to you there, we've we've an absolute terrible record against Kilkenny over the last number of years. Um, and you, Kilkenny in finals, you you know what you're going to get. So it's going to take it's going to take everything. We we're kind of waiting for it a 70-minute performance from the lads all year and hopefully we'd be very confident, I suppose, that, you know, the lads will get it right on the day. They've done it. They've done it in the past. There's no reason to suspect why, that they won't do it again on Sunday, you know. Stephen, just to refer to some things, uh, Leo and just uh, mentioned there a minute or two ago, I think before we go on to the details of this final, we should refer back to it. <clears throat> Apart from the first one, incident 2018, um, with the full house and all that, Limerick had a massive celebration when they came down to the station and where through the city up to uh, the Gaelic Crowns. Since then, the victories have been obviously not been able to be celebrated with huge crowds either in Croke Park or in the city with the homecoming. And I suppose that having missed out on two of those with the COVID issue, when it would have been massively packed in Limerick and the excitement would have been massive. Um, do you think the players and the management would love really, apart from the fact they want to win the All-Ireland anyway, to have the whole crowd again, 82,000 in, in, the, in, the, in the stadium and be able to fully celebrate a win if they can, down to the station again, marching through the city, out to the Gilly Crowns with maybe 40,000 people. Do you think missing out in the two years is nearly another incentive just to get the crowd out again because they have missed that excitement a bit? 
Um, yeah, it's a good point in fairness, Pat. Like, um, I, but to be fair, like, I, I, you know, going back with my, having my players hat on, you know, obviously, uh, when you're when you're when you're playing into county, like half the buzz is when you're playing and you live to play in packed stadiums and the crowd and playing the big days and and uh, you know and then maybe to dream what like you said they are coming through bringing the cup home uh, open top buses through the city and into pack streets and stadiums but like i think i think for sunday none of that really is going to come into their into their thinking because you know you're you're really kind of drawing in a lot of emotion there and it, it could really drain a lot um if you're thinking too much you know you're kind of getting ahead of yourself there does it does it <laughs> does a fair contest to come before oh, yeah. any of that can be thought of, yeah. Um, like, I think, to be honest, I think a lot of the motivation, if you're looking for an angle on it, um, you know, the one blemish on this team's copybook, really, is that, that semi-final against Kilkenny in, in 19, you know. We really, really, I, I, even even when they won it the following year, the lads, I remember Will O'Donoghue gave an interview and he referenced that a couple of times about how they were hurting against Kilkenny. They felt they never turned up. So I think if you're looking for an angle, it's kind of maybe uh, they're, they're fully focused on maybe putting in a full a full performance to try and uh, and get over the cats. Like. Yeah, and and then everything else can happen after that. And Stephen, as you referenced that semi-final a few years ago, you know, Kilkenny brought on that occasion, especially in the first half, an awful physicality that Nimerick just didn't seem to be maybe, you know, which was surprising that Nimerick just didn't seem to be ready for. And, you know, Kilkenny just didn't give him a, an inch or a second to spare. Obviously, everything went on in the second that Nimerick came back into, the, OK, there was the, the 70, the 65, which was, everyone knows, it, it turned out, was a blatant 65 and the game would have gone takes the time of replay. But um, that second half... Limerick will be, will be primed for this time, uh, uh, Stephen. They are going to know exactly what's what's coming from Kilkenny at this stage, and you'd imagine that mentally they will be properly tuned in on this occasion. I think so. Yeah, I think so, lads. Um, like, I, and you said it there. I do think the the, the the only time that Limerick seemed to be, you know, under pressure, even the second half there against Galway. Galway maybe stood off a bit. They had a they had a sweeper, I think, in the first half, and they were they maybe kind of paid a bit too much respect to Limerick and Limerick looked to be home and hose at half time but like when 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 the likes of Galway your big physical team Kilkenny are a physical team as well you know if they go man to man it might it might Limerick mightn't like it you know um, but credit to the lads the last day when it was pushed on them in the second half and they weren't getting on the breaks like they normally do and in fairness Nicky's puck outs are usually are usually 100% and I think a lot of them are turned over the last day simply because he didn't have options you know um, like there, there will be there will be cause there for cam heads um, from our lads like they have the experience I, I do think they'll navigate a way through it and I do I do fully expect them to win on, on Sunday but I don't think it's going to be um, they're not going to have it all their own way I think and as I was looking at the personnel, uh, Stephen, for Limerick, it, it was rumoured earlier in the week that Keane Lynch is, is, is looking likely not to be tugging uh, tomorrow. Um, is there any other rumours emanating as to a starting 15? Is Graham Mulcahy going to hold on? Where's Kyle Hayes? You know, where's his best position or where's he going to play? You know, there's a lot of uh, conundrums to be sorted out all the time. Yeah, like I know there's, <laughs> the rumour mill is in full swing, especially when you when you have the likes of uh, Peter and Keane came on the last day. 
now to be fair, they, they, they didn't do a whole pile when they came on. I'd say they felt they felt the the pace. Um, it's probably one of their first games back in a long, long while. Like they, they struggled to get on a lot of ball. Like do you know, just Davy Reid it really stepped up when he came in. But um, like if Keane was fit, Keane has to start. But if you're saying there that he's going to be out, it's probably it, that probably solves that riddle. Um, it kind of falls back on 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 Peter. Then if he's fit, I think I would start him inside and maybe sacrifice Graham. You know, like Peter's like his last game for Limerick, he's proper get full. Proper game. I, mean, I know he didn't last the game against Cork, but he was he was in line for a man of the match until he got injured and had to come off. Um, and like you mentioned, Kyle there. Like I, 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 did he get man of the match the last day, lads? I think he did, didn't he? He did, yeah. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was going to say, I feel sorry for him in one respect because he seems to be the man that has been moved around all year for for us. Like he's been played inside, he's been playing on the wing, he's been played um, centre forward, he's been kind of filling gaps, but. Um, like I, I, I'd be happier to see him at centre forward if Keane is out. You know, I maybe have Peter start inside, um, and maybe see how that goes. And um, Stephen, just just thinking there about the the the, the, the Limerick squad is still quite a young squad. I mean, those lads you mentioned like Kyle Hayes and obviously Kilich if he was if he was fit, and the Morrises and all those are still you know maybe hitting for their peak or, or, or hardly there at all yet. So there's an awful lot of holding left in them, but. Do you think John Kiley would have liked to have maybe maybe one or two more younger lads, maybe besides Cahill O'Neill, say, pushing these lads, you know, just to make them maybe feel that, you know, they'll have to up, keep their game up in case, you know, in, in case they're not having a good game. Maybe, apart from Cahill O'Neill, that there wouldn't be as many younger lads pushing to knock off the older lads as you'd expect. Or is that, you think, too soon to be talking about that at all for the moment? Um, yeah, no, it's a fair point, Pat. Like, um, I, I would say he was using the league this year to try and maybe unearth a few gems um, and not a whole pile of, you know, put up their hands. I know you mentioned Cahill O'Neill there, like he's he's definitely one for the future. Yeah, maybe definitely. young Adam English as well. Adam is still very young, you like, and I, I see, I've seen it there in the past, you know, a lot of times earlier on in the year, especially lads that are maybe hurling in college and stuff, they look absolutely unreal at the start of the year and then as the year peters on, they kind of nearly run out of steam, you know, they yeah, kind of point, blow yeah. up a bit early. Like there are, there, like obviously there's, there, there are good hurlers um, coming through and it does, like, you're, like you said there, you're coming into a real, real established team and lads that are only maybe 25, 6 and 7, the, the, the bulk of the team, that's all they are. Like, so it's going to be, it's going to be hard to break into that first 15 and even into the 26, you know. Mm. I see, like, John, in fairness, he changes up the 26 or 16 to 26 most days. There's always new faces popping up in there. So I suppose that's, key, that's testament to the squad as well. I suppose he, he's keeping everyone honest and if they're putting in the work, they'll be rewarded. But, like, it will, I think it will take it will take a lot of time um, before you see a lot of these guys breaking through because maybe maybe in the past we, we, we would have um, fast-tracked lads because we simply, you know, we, we might not have had them, the, yeah. the yeah. talent there and 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 to be fair, it might, it might have been doing them an injustice because by the time they come to 22 or 3, they might have fallen away or lost a bit of form and you see them dropping off the panel. Like, like Davy Reedy is one example of that, I suppose. You know, he was there as a 19-year-old and... I, like he he fell away and went away playing with Kildare and has you know he kind of found his way back and he's kind of got a niche little role there for himself now is he's I know he starts he starts he starts the odd game here and there but realistically he, you know he he's an impact sub um, but he, like there is there is great there's great talent there I suppose one lad there as well he was playing with 
he was playing with you well. He got a crucial injury there. Um, he would have been a great addition as well. Um, from Kintili, Drum Keen. Like oh, Brian O'Grady. Brian, Brian O'Grady. Brian O'Grady. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's, he would, like he was. He he had a great winter, you could say, and I suppose the the cruciest, uh crooks. Um, yeah. Got him. Yeah. Yeah. He, but he'd definitely, I'd say, he'd have been pushing hard there. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine. Him. I'd imagine he'd have been. He'd have been. He'd have been. He'd have been getting game time. All right. As you speak about David Reedy there, uh, Stephen, before we get away from him, right? Is he going to pay? The, is he going to pay the price of playing too well when coming on as a sub that he can't make his way into the first fifteen? Is he paying the price now? It's like the, the David Fairclough of Liverpool or someone the years impact, ago. The impact. So. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. always. I was. I was. No, he was going to deliver when he came on, and as Reedy always does, in fairness to him, when he comes on. Like um, I know, like it is a. I suppose if you're if you're a player, it's a frustration, a frustrating um, uh, role to fall into. You know, um, everyone wants to start on the big day and um, you know play the full game or whatever. But like, you you see it now more so. I know it's been talked about for a while, but more so these days with the I suppose the intensity of the game and um, how quick it has gotten. Uh, like it is important that <coughs> maybe. You have finishers to come on, like we had Pat Ryan as well, who was who was a great man to to, yeah. to come on. Um, but Davy has really grown into that, and like it's a testament to him as well. Because in fairness, you know, you need the right temperament to to, to accept that role. You you know, another fellow could sulk there and could be um, could have the head down and, yeah. and and it mightn't work for him. But like he obviously has the temperament for it that you know he can accept his role and, and in fairness to him I don't think we'd have gotten over the line without him the last day no, Stephen we know the, what Limerick as, sorry, what Kilkenny as a team but Cody's team will bring to the final in terms of work rate tackling skills you know um, intensity and all that but in terms of the holding skills who were the players you think could unlock Limerick on Sunday apart from say TJ Reid whom we up as, for the last 12 years are doing it and, and uh, sees me back in form what are the players to you mind are the dangers in terms of their skills and their holding ability um, well like you've, you've named them there TJ and another man that was mentioned I heard um, past potential hurler of the year as well if things went Kilkenny's way as Adrian Mullen he's had a great year um, and you've young Owen Cody there as well from from yeah, um, Valley Hill. Yeah. Like he's he's he. I really like him. Um, you know, especially those two there, Mullen and Cody. Like you've you've. I suppose he's he's unearthed something there that he hasn't had for a while. It's real power and pace and hurling. You know, mm. he, he like he he's his forward line has has really transformed in the last few years. I think they've taken the burden. I know TJ still score, scores his fair share, but they really have taken that burden of of you know scoring off TJ, and they've spread it out nicely along uh, among the team. Like like even the last day there was it Martin Keown, he scored he scored a goal and he was whipped off after at yeah. half at half time because he, he wasn't on the ball. Uh, probably Cody was was saying you know, and he brought on big Walter Welsh like, and he had a fair impact when he came in as well. Um, like around the middle there is going to be a real battle, isn't it? You know you've. You've um, the two lads there from from James Stevens, yeah, um, Brown and Kenny, Brown. Yeah. Kenny. Like they they go through a serious amount of of um, mileage. Um, a great, I, I suppose, they're the epitome of what Cody loves, isn't it? Just selfless work rate, like, and they they link up the play nicely with with the lads there between the half back line and the and the half forward line. So, like, I think that's going to be a real real tough battle. Um, and I I I, I look, I, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to seeing. How how our um, our lads on the half back line deal with the likes of maybe TJ and Parry Welch was there the last day and you had Billy Ryan 
um, or if Walter comes in, like, you know, how are we going to deal with that? You're talking a lot of physicality there and a lot of, it's going to, it's, it's, it typically, Kilkenny fashion, a lot of, a lot of high ball comes down their way as well. So it's, um, I think that that middle, middle eight really will be, will be uh, fiercely contested on Sunday. And Stephen, before we let you go, I suppose, look at, um, you know what you're going to get from Kilkenny. There's no doubt about it. Limerick will be up and ready for the physical battle. You probably said it already. Are you more than confident that Lee McCarthy is going to stay at Shannon's side for another 12 months at least? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to be. I'd love to be. They are more than confident. I, I'm, like I said to you there off air, I'm actually, I, in uh, in my own way, I'm actually delighted we're not playing Clare and we're playing Kilkenny simply because, you know, you, neighbours, you never know what, what way a game could go. It, it's never... It's never a runaway. Um, our record against Kilkenny lads in the last... I heard it there recently. Was it was in the last eight games, we've lost seven seven times against them. So, you know, the odds are... The odds on that side, on, on history and stuff like that, isn't against, is against us. But, you know, you have to... I suppose when you stand back and see what the lads have achieved over the last number of years, um, I think they've, out of nearly 30 championship games, they've only lost... They've only lost three times or four times in that space of time. You know, they're a real season it's a, it's a, team. It's a serious they're, record. Oh, it's a good record. Yeah, and like they're not they're not being driven by emotion now, or like this kind of the weight of history is on their shoulders. They're really being driven by their own, I suppose, expectations, and they're at that stage now. I suppose where Kilkenny were back in the noughties, like um, they're they're trying to carve out their own legacy. So I, I do think like when it, it's not going to be easy, but when push comes to shove, and in the final ten minutes, like maybe the, like against Galway, the lads showed great composure to kind of stick to what they know. The process, I suppose, that word we've we hear it so yeah, often like sport, yeah. the mm-hmm. and they ground it out you know I, and I think that'll be the difference on, on the day you know Stephen as always it is very good to talk to you here on Scarlet Bay Community Radio we value your, your thoughts greatly and we wish you and all the Limerick lads the very best to look in their quest uh, for glory tomorrow in Crow Park Stephen Welch good meal thanks lads great thanks, to now we got the views of Limerick and thanks to Stephen Walsh for taking the time to talk to us. So look, it's definitely time to go on Northside and, and see what the thoughts are down, uh, down in Kilkenny this week as they approach the Ireland final and no better buckle than Adrian Ronan, a man very good to see on Scarif Bay Community Radio, Community Radio to give the thoughts of the Kilkenny people and this all Ireland. Adrian, you're welcome once again. Thanks very much, boys. Thank you. Adrian? Adrian, look at the end of the day, we, the season has gone uh, t- tick and fast and games have come tick and fast. We're now down to the final two. Uh, unfortunately, we're not there ourselves. Uh, you, you took care of that uh, business the last day. You're taking on Limerick. Your thoughts on this one, Adrian? Yeah, sure. Look, the thoughts on this from a Kenny perspective is, I suppose we're a game ahead of ourselves. We, we, we earmarked maybe getting to a semi-final and taking our chances. We got to a semi-final. All the, all the noise was obviously coming from Munster Hurling and we're always coming from Clare. So we went into that match against Clare very much um, under under the radar and I suppose all the pressure was on Clare and then, as we all know, the loss of John Conlon was a massive loss to Clare. The form of Tony Kelly was a massive concern and Kenny benefited then from John Conlon's loss, the form of Tony Kelly. And I suppose the worry for us is how good are we really? Um, was it that we were so good or was it that Clare weren't the team that played in Munster? And somewhere in that, I suppose that's where the worry for Kenny is coming down from that high. We've only had a short space of two weeks leading into this All Ireland tomorrow, and you know, the week after the match, everyone was talking us up, and all of a sudden, 
uh, we were a great team and Cody's going to stay forever now and all that that was different <laughs> talk a month ago so but look at the beginning of the year the rumour was that you know Watford were the only team capable of possibly of playing Limerick or beating Limerick and there was a mention of us in that category so we're there we have a chance and we're we're, we're, we're supposed to be one of the teams most equipped we're, we're, we're decent we're experienced we're big we're fast you know we have a great balance so It'll come down to all of those things on the day, but certainly Limerick are the favourites for sure. But if the form of Kilkenny and Kilkenny and all earns and the record that we have uh, is massive, so that'll all be a help to us. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I suppose, as you, just to, tra- to follow your point there of the two weeks, I think even two weeks is too little of a lead-in to an All-Ireland final. You're no, don't, you're no sooner off one and you know coming down after high and you're, you're preparing for another one. And I don't know, you know, look, at I know it's the same, same for both sides, but I suppose we're traditionalists, we'd like to see more time and more of a build-up coming to a final like this, Adrian. Yeah, that's, that's the big thing, I suppose, even locally. The local scribes, the radio stations, everybody, you know, the hotels, Kilkenny are doing a very unusual thing. They're not staying in uh, Dublin after the All Ireland, they're coming straight home, uh, regardless of the results. The homecomings in Kilkenny uh, on Monday, but they're staying in Kilkenny Monday, uh, Sunday night. So the build up, as you said, for the tradition has been so quick and so fast. We've just come down from a week of talking about the Clare match, and now straight away we're ready for the Limerick match, and then we have serious football match in Kerry and, uh, and Dublin last weekend but then we had a serious football match I was going to say we congratulations yeah. mm. <laughs> so we were going for the double and we didn't know what that meant uh, <laughs> uh, for a long time so all of a sudden it's been a bit of a carnival atmosphere the press night was last Wednesday week or three days after beating Clare so look it's all coming so quick and fast an awful lot of people locally talking and listening to people are gone on holidays cottage weddings there's an awful lot of weddings seem to be booked for this weekend strangely there's an awful lot of people gone on holidays and then a lot of people have been COVID restricted and used to going to not going to matches uh, because of COVID. So it's a strange atmosphere from Kilkenny point of view. But yes, during the week, ticket sales are very, uh, are very good, and there's a great demand. So look, there'll be there'll be full house, but there'll be a, I think there'll be naturally there'll be a bigger crowd from Limerick, but uh, we'll be we'll be there for sure. Uh, but maybe possibly more in hope, based on the fact that maybe Limerick, as I said. After 2019, we all know they've maintained that that ball didn't hit Killian Buckley's hurl and didn't work over the sideline and should have been a 65 and they should have got their chance. So that hurt in there, Limerick gear bag, is massive, but sometimes that can go play again, yeah, but they're certainly gunning for us since 2019. But look, this generation of Kilkenny players, this group of Kilkenny players, there's a lot of new players and they weren't even involved in 2019. So again, it's going to go down to the wire. Limerick will have to play a little below par and we'll have to play as good and better than we played against Clare. And Adrian, however, the, the record the, the record between uh, Limerick and Kilkenny, even in uh, you know in the last, I suppose, number of years, I think Limerick have already defeated Kilkenny and the once and that was that day in Torlus and that was a very close occasion as well. So <coughs> maybe, you know, mentally, Kilkenny will know that going into the game and say, you know, we, we, we won't be afraid of Limerick, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, look, for any team uh, involved uh with Brian Cody at the helm won't have any fear that's the first thing Brian Cody will have you primed for the day for a victory and for a win and that doesn't come into the mentality of the players what you'll get off Kilkenny is total honesty you'll have a dog fight if we can uh, and it'll go down to the wire now look we know what happened against Waterford what happened against Cork we are a physical team Limerick are a physical team we are able to hurl sore Limerick and you know in again I often go back to this and maybe it'll be part of this 
And in this particular game, you have the two best goalkeepers in Ireland presently, Nicky Quaid and Owen Murphy. And for me, just based on all the different combinations and all the different ma- um, matchups, I think it might come down to Quaid and, uh, and Murphy. Quaid being obviously an excellent man, an excellent shot stopper, but he's puck outs. Murphy, best shot stopper in Ireland in our case, but there is criticism about some of his puck outs. So again, you know, everyone's watching the lads out the field and they're talking about the midfield and they're with their glimmering half back in the matchups and the Nash. But for me, there just might be come down to these two goalkeepers who've been the top two goalkeepers in my eyes the last five years. And uh, and I'm going to have to go over this one as I always go. Remember, there's a Richie Hogan in the dugout and it'll be a lovely swan song for him too. So here my dreaming again, I suppose. <laughs> and title to dream. Everybody's entitled to dream of Richie Hogan. He is that good. But... Um... Adrian, you mentioned the goalies, and I think you're 100 percent right in what you say. And also, I suppose you know you're, you're pretty tight backs and physically physical bats who don't give too much away. So that that might say that it might be a, a game where maybe long range points would be a feature, uh, as they often are in modern hurling. And would Limerick have a slight advantage there? Do you think? I mean, they do shoot from distance, and they do sit, tend to get a lot of points over the bar, 26, 7, 8, up to 30 sometimes. Do you think that might be where the the game the difference might be between the teams if the if the goals aren't plentiful? Yeah, look, it comes down to but if you notice in the last couple of games, Limerick have stuttered a little bit. The hand pass has come into question. When you watch Limerick over the last two years, they had the hand pass perfected in their eyes, but the referees have picked up on the hand pass, and Limerick have, uh, I suppose, slowed it down marginally a little bit to allow the ball to come off their fingers now. And that's, I think, affected their game plan because the referees picked up and the media picked up on particularly some of the Limerick guys and the passing. And that's played on some of their minds, maybe. And yes, certainly they have the, this uh, long-range expertise. But in that battleground between the call now, the team, the 245s, we have a very strong presence there with PJ and work rate of Mullen and these guys. These are all hurling well. And, you know, when it comes to the physicality and, and the matchups in those two you know, between those two forty fives, I think we won't be too bad. I I think that's where we might uh, be underestimated. And I think over the last four months, in particular, you know, when you look at the contribution of Mullen, nobody's talking about Mullen much. Yet he's the second top scorer from play in the championship this year. And again, he's kind of gone under the radar. Owen Cody's gone under the radar. We have a few guys that need to explode still. And I think. You know, based on Kilkenny's record, if they can explode, now that's a big if, of course. It's a big if. But I think it's very possible that, as you rightly said, it'll be very tight and very close, I think, and hope. And again, everyone's talking about the Limerick panel and Reedy coming on and, and Casey maybe going to start and Keane Lynch, and we're not sure where he's fixed at the moment. But, you know, if the rumours are true and Keane Lynch is in bother and... Uh, Casey starts, you know, then there's a bit of, you know, does Mulcahy feel comfortable coming on? Is Mulcahy the one to lose out? And I go back to it, I said it, I think, on this forum and a number of forums. We do have a decent panel. We have 20, 21 lads. And when it came to it all year, our panel is after getting into trouble and people are talking about Cody not having a settled team and having a settled spirit. But realistically, what's after happening is Kikenny have had a few lads every day misfiring. But the lads that have come on have done reasonably well each time. And that's why I think the panel, when it comes down to it, and everyone's talking about the Limerick panel, and yes, rightly so, to have that strong panel. But I keep going back to it. Our panel and our substitutes are not doing too bad each time they come on. And I keep going back to it, and we still have to produce Richie Hogan. Now, if we have to go down that far in the dugout, that will be the last throw of our dice. And if we do have to go that far down the dugout, maybe on the day, well then, that will be the last throw of the dice. 
Adrian, is this Brian Cody's biggest test ever? Obviously, the, the game coming in front of you is always the biggest test, but is this the, the real... T- would this be the real testament, really, of, of the abilities of Brian Cody? I think the fact that we've got to the final has answered a lot of the critics already because, unfortunately, locally, there was a lot of people, I suppose, uh, not representing Cody in the last uh, six months and were very hard on the man and querying it. But I think he's demonstrated as a manager and as a player now that this is a brand new team again. Look, we were there, we beat Limerick in 19 and we got to the final. 20 and 21, we were there and thereabouts. We won three Leinster finals in a row. Like, what more can we do? What more can Cody do? So, I think it's time for the locals to shut up and get on with it now. The man, forevermore, can go down as the best manager of all time. Before ever, this this is the case anyway. Mm. Um, but to say it, it, I think this is the challenge he's most relished because... I think he's back us to the wall. When we were booming and when we were buzzing and when we were flying it in the naughty noughties, his star was on a height that no one could see any wrong in the man. But he's after getting some <coughs> flack on the quiet over the last six months, unfairly so in my eyes. And I think this will give him the massive satisfaction. So that's the biggest challenge but more satisfaction. So I'd say if you could get inside the man's head, uh, he'll always say it's the next one and it doesn't matter about the past and he'll give you all the, the words that you want to hear but privately he can't have escaped the criticism that he's got over the last six months locally and I'd say nothing will give more satisfaction um, than to pull this one out of the uh, out of the bag it's a massive it's a massive challenge for Kilkenny Limerick are rightly uh, going for three in a row should be going for four in them they are the farm team they are the team to beat but hey uh, look at sport um, there's always a place for the underdog and there's always a place for an upset and we're always capable of doing that and when any team with Brian Cody um, can do that, the worry, as I said at the very outset, is how good are we really? What do Clare do to us? Have Clare built us up to a level that I think it may, we may not be as good as I think the Clare performance. I mean, the disappointment that I hear from an ex order is the performance match, the performance of years ago, that first half was as good as any first half. I know we're live on air, but like, geez, I don't think it was as good as any first half we've ever done. Because I think, as we've said before, I think Clare just didn't perform in the first half. So I'm just a little bit nervous about the performance. I'm trying to go back to the Galway performance, and I'm trying to go back to the Galway performance in Leinster final. And that's the one I'm judging, saying, yes, we were good against Galway. Galway could have and should have beat Limerick. And that's the one I'm trying to build on, or trying to view and make my predictions on. So based on that, yeah, I think we're, not, we're going to be very close. When, and, and look, there's no doubt that Kikini will, you know, they, they, they'll use up all their lives on Sunday, the nine lives or whatever. They, they, there's no doubt, you know, coming up again a formidable opposition. Adrian, as always, it's good to talk to you here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. We view your opinion greatly, and I suppose no doubt you'd love to see Lee McCarthy resting in Northside on Sunday evening, seeing that he's not going to, if you win, you're not going to keep him in Dublin for too long. No, well, hopefully be Kikini, but I'm sure everyone Limerick's thinks the same. But look, it's. Um, it's a game, I suppose. A lot of neutrals are looking forward to a present company excluded, but an awful lot of people, I suppose, at the beginning of the year would love to have had Limerick and the Kenya learn based on the fact that maybe, just maybe, that most people said, yeah, Limerick are the top team, but maybe as one of the challenges, we were in the conversation. So it's not a massive surprise to most people that we were in the conversation, but look, based on our form, it's been patchy all year. We seem to have got it right in the last two months and the last month in particular. So maybe we're coming at the right time and maybe we're coming good at the right time. 
Adrian, we'll, we'll leave you that. As always, it is good to, ta- good to talk to you and thanks for taking the time to, to talk to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio. And we wish Kilkenny and yourselves all the very best of luck at the weekend. Enjoy it, Adrian. Thank you. And now we've the views got of the Limerick and Kilkenny side. So look at why not get the, the neutral option and, 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 and see what where the neutral men um, is going to see what way this final goes and no better man to, to give us his view than a man who was in whose, whose county was involved in the semi final, a Galway man well known to see on Scarab Bay News Radio. It's Andy Cohn. Andy, you're welcome once again. Good evening guys. And Hi, Andy. it's a pity to be it's a pity to be reflecting back having uh having our hopes so high maybe two weeks <laughs> ago we were looking forward to a potential uh, right rival final with Galway and Clare but uh, unfortunately it didn't work out no there's no unfortunately and, and, and that sport we, as you said we were looking forward to Clare Galway finally it would have, it would have drawn great interest over this part of the world but unfortunately uh, that's not the case on this occasion Andy Limerick and Kilkenny you know both teams undefeated in the uh, Limerick undefeated Kilkenny have suffered a couple of defeats in the championship but I suppose it's a clash of the two heavyweights Definitely, I mean, it's, it's, there's so many elements at play besides it just being the All-Ireland final, which is the biggest day in our calendar. Like, there's, there's Kilkenny's resurgence from how flat they were very early on in the year. They were beaten by Wexford at home. They were beaten by Galway. Came back and gave Galway a, a right kind of pounding in the Leinster final. And then you have Limerick who are going for three in a row for the first time in their history. And they have a little bit of history with Kilkenny since 2019. So I think when you put all those elements together alone uh, in their recent past, uh, it, it's making for a great final now. And I suppose, you know, looking at the last day, uh, Andy, with Clare and Kilkenny, and you'd say Kilkenny looked very, very impressive, but, you know, and there's no doubt that they were, but Clare just didn't turn up on the day. Limerick had a tremendous physical battle against Galway, and I suppose maybe it was the bench that got Limerick, you know, especially David Reedy got Limerick over the line, you know, it is hard to gauge for him and, and like, Kilkenny didn't get a test against Clare. Limerick got a severe test against Galway. A lot of people would say the last day was the day to catch Limerick. True, and I suppose it's, it's, it's not so bad in a way for Galway because Galway kind of turned up and performed as good as they could considering they'd be quite, you know, overall they wouldn't be as strong as Limerick. Whereas Clare were, were fairly kind of heading for favourites heading into that game against Kenny considering they had some very good games throughout the championship but they didn't turn up on the day so that's, that's something that has to be very very disappointing for Clare um, but I would say like Limerick really have a chance now to make it such a piece of history for themselves considering they went so long since 73 to, to 2018 for Non-Ireland and to have the chance to go for three in a row now look at when you have someone like Kenny. Brian Cody is going for the <coughs> alone. He's 12 <coughs> All Ireland as a manager. Um, it's it's really very very hard to pinpoint where the game is going to be won and lost on both sides. And they're looking at the two teams as we know them, Limerick in recent years, and of course Kilkenny for the last fifteen or sixteen years. We know how they play. They're very physical. They're, they're, there's going to be plenty of hard tackling, swarm tackling, and ha- free hands and all kinds of hands and things going. So listen, Colum Lyons is going to be a busy man if he's going to referee it strictly. Uh, the only thing is. On free-taking, both sides are probably equal. You know, TJ is an unbelievable free-taker. Galan, the same. And, of course, the, the Burns with the long-range one. So, um, do you think it'll be a free-flowing game or do you think Lions is going to stamp his authority and have a kind of a stop-start game? There's always that danger, isn't there? 
I think because it's kind of the showcase of the year, I think I think Lionel, it'll, it'll, if you can, try and strike a balance of keeping law and order. But I think he's one to let a certain amount of flow go in the game. Um, I think back there, I think it was the 2019 Ireland final when um, Richie Hogan kind of got sent off. Now look at that, if you wanted to go back to that comparison and say, okay, his tackle was high at the time and it was flagged and he got the line and people said that that was probably the reason why the game kind of went so one-sided. So if it's kind of refereed, kind of to the rule book side of things, it could be very, very slow and, and, and painful to watch. Whereas if it's kind of opened up a little bit like the Munster final, like John Keenan did. Um, <laughs> and, he know, paid, really and he paid the price for it since he's no game got since. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. He hasn't been seen since. Like, but look at it. If you, I, suppose, I guess if you were to referee hurling exactly as it says in the rule book, they literally wouldn't take the whistle out of their mouth. They'd, spend, they'd blow the whistle every five seconds because every, every tackle probably is really a foul going by the rule book. Um, so look at because it's the All Ireland final, we kind of just hope that it is going to be let go that little bit more, uh, and it's, it turns out to be a really exciting game. You'd be hoping for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose looking, uh, where do you see the strength, or where do you think the game really, the key points or the key positions are <coughs> any leading into tomorrow's game? Um, I suppose uh, the kind of the, the textbook answer is normally the middle third and whoever wins that. But uh, I kind of think that if, if Limerick's half forward line can kind of get into action, I suppose, fully while Kyle Hazen had an outstanding game against Galway. Um, but I definitely think if Gerard Hegarty and Morrissey can kind of get back into their groove, because um, they will have a lot of work to do back the field as well to cover the likes of Adrian Mullen. Um, you know, players like that to kind of get track back the field for Kenny, pick up a lot of ball, start their attacks from there. Um, you know, I think if, if Limerick's half forward line do what they've originally always done, I definitely think that that's that could be the area where the game could be won or lost. And as you mentioned, the half-hour line, um, Andy, and both Hickerty and Morrissey were taken off the last day. And, you know, and that's not their first time being taken off in, in the championship. Um, there is an element of the thought that if Limerick do strike for him, Andy, and hit one big day, that they will blow Kilkenny away. But look at, as you know, and we all know what Kilkenny, Kilkenny will not go away until the final whistle. No, I mean, Kilkenny's uh, forward alone then, um, you know, Keown... Uh, Martin uh, Donnelly um, and, and of course Owen Cody inside like those guys you couldn't sneer at those guys either so on the other hand Limerick Specs are going to need to know about it uh, trying to quieten those guys as well so I, I guess that's what really makes it up for to, to be a really really good final is that whoever's backs really can hold it sounds like logic but you know whoever's forwards kind of are curtailed that much I think that team, their defenders, kind of will really set it up for the team to get the win. Yeah, there's no doubt. And of course, we're speaking of defenders there, and I suppose the, the real new kid on the block this year that come, has come through as a defender is Mikey Butler. And what role do you see him having on Sunday, or who do you think he'll pick up, Andy? Well, I suppose it's, it's a case really of, of picking poison, really, when it comes to <laughs> the Limerick forward line. You know, I mean, he, he's his choice of Aaron Gillan who is just, now in fairness, the way Limerick set up, especially in the first 20 <coughs> minutes against Galway, some of that ball that they were feeding into Aaron Gillan, and that was even with Galway having Carl Mannion sitting as yeah. a sweeper, totally bypassed him. It was just, even for an opposition, for an opposing fan like myself, it was actually a dream to watch the way they played that ball into, into Gillan, who can, and he can take it, he can take it under pressure, and he can take the score under pressure. And if 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 that wasn't enough for Mikey Butler, he has the option of Seamus Lanigan as well. Yeah. Who I suppose didn't go too well the last day. But I mean, if those guys hit form and then 
look at the subject that they brought on the last day and, and everybody was talking about Keane Lynch's return and they were talking about Peter Casey's return and lo and behold it was um, David Reilly that came along and did the damage that, that was actually was it three points that won the game three points yeah and that's not even including Paul O'Neill who to me was probably one of the most outstanding young hurlers in the country as well yeah, so like know. Mikey Butler will definitely have his options anyway the next day he won't be uh, he won't be idle for too long and Andy, you, you, as you speak of Gillane and, and Flanagan there, right? And there is, you know, like all good players, there's probably a temperamental issue or maybe a, a dis- discipline, lack of discipline at times. There's no doubt that the Black and Amber of Kilkenny will test the discipline of these Limerick players quite profusely tomorrow. Exactly. And I think from what we saw with Kilkenny in the Leinster final and from what we saw with Galway in the Limerick semi-final is that kind of that... 20% that Galway kind of lacked where they, they kind of maybe stood off Limerick at times or they kind of gave Limerick that space. You can guarantee Kilkenny by by nature or by, or by wiring or whatever you want to call it, they'll wire into Kilkenny, or sorry, excuse me, they, they'll wire into Limerick the next day from the very second the game starts. So that's, that's, that's always part of their, their, their DNA, we call it, in the last 20 years, especially in Cody's time, is that no matter what you do, you give it your full effort and then everything else will take care of itself after that. And from what you're saying, Andy, there, I just gathered in your second last contribution that uh, you were talking about both sets of backs and having to hold forwards. I got the impression you felt that uh, Kilkenny backs might have slightly more danger to face with the variety of Limerick forwards maybe than the than the Limerick backs are facing Kilkenny. You know, I know you mentioned Cody Mullen and, and uh, Keown and, and TJ and those, but would you would that be an assessment of what you're thinking that the Kilkenny backs might that that little bit more danger to face from what we've seen in Limerick forwards in recent times? I think so. I I just kind of looking at the Limerick backs, like all the talk at the minute is about Sean Finn, of course, in the last three or four years. But a guy that to me that is equally as good as him is Barry Nash. He's and actually he, my player of the year at the moment, Andy. Mm. To be fair, oh, he he is just a fantastic hurler, and then that's even before you talk about the half back line. <clears> so. Like Kenny's forwards, these guys are really, really primed. They're in, they're 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 in the crest of a wave for Limerick hurling, and they all hurl so well together. And for me, my motto always was that backs win matches. So if your backs can kind of curtail the opposition's forwards as much, I just think that the Limerick backs have that little bit better individually, but also as a unit. Um, then, then Kenny do kind of then their ability to curtail the maybe the limit forward. Andy, do I so? But with that, you're giving a slight nod uh, to Lee McCarthy staying and standing aside for another twelve months. I am. I'm. I'm, I'm just siding with the, a couple of things that um, I suppose they're they're reasonably flat performance in a way in the semi final. Now look, they won the game and they were able to to grind it out at the end. Um, I think that they're on the fact that they're on the crest of three in a row um, for Limerick again. Like I said, they're on for a team that were so starved of all Ireland. And I think that Kylie definitely it's come around again since 2019, that semi-final where he was caught. I think he was kind of caught with that punch in the face from Cody. Um, so I just kind of think with those few elements added up together, I think Limerick, they'll definitely want to just put the performance in for one hour. And, and I think that they just have that little bit between what's starting and what's on the bench. I just think they have that little bit too much to to to, for to, key to handle. Andy, as always, thanks very much for your thoughts here on Scarlet Bay Community Radio. Um, you're you're always on the money with your, with your with your opinions, and you know very very straight. And 
you've gone for the green and white of, of Limerick. I'm not too sure what the Clare listeners will think of, about that one. But, Andy, as always, good to talk to you here on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy the final. Thanks for joining us. I'll do it on YouTube. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarab Bay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarabbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. And once again, thanks to the lads for giving their views on the All-Ireland final uh, tomorrow. Pet, you've seen all the games all year. What's your thoughts on the All-Ireland final? Is Lee McCarthy going to come Shannon side to Limerick or is he going to go north side to Kilkenny? Well, there are two outstanding counties in Hurling, Leo, in the last 15 to 20 years, I suppose. We'll say, obviously, Kilkenny were the standard bearers for about 12 or 13 or 14 years from 06 or 07 there until very recently. And uh, I suppose Cody has done about two or three different squads at this stage. This nearly, you could say he's nearly fourth squad, but certainly the third squad he's been with um, and Kilkenny are obviously the, the brilliant or Limerick I should say are the brilliant team of the last few years so they are the two outstanding sides and it's great to see the two giants clashing I suppose as well um, as it got closer during the week I was giving Limerick a, you know, a pretty certain win uh, earlier on the week maybe or last weekend but as it gets closer to the game I'm kind of for some reason giving Kilkenny a better shout of being very very close indeed I think that the experience they have, but also some of those young players they have are, are well, there was questions about them, I think they have improved an awful lot and, you know, the 15 of them, the, the squad, are better than some of their parts, if you like, you know, when they play together as a team and I just noticed the last day, the one thing this Kilkenny team has, they all had it is, no matter who was going, not well or not, or not great or going middling, when a ball is one hard and there's nothing on, that quick pass to men in, in space, running or, or, or support play is still there. I think it was, it was, a, it was a Walter Walsh got a great point off one of them. And I think TJ was given a great pass. Billy Ryan, I think, caught a ball. And in a second, he'd given it to TJ and bang over the bar, as, as a silver fellow might say. Um, so they have always they have that in them as well. I think Limerick will win it if I had to put, you know, put, put money on it. Uh, but I, th- I really think they'll be ran tight. And if it's very, very tight with five minutes left, you know, we talk about Limerick's bench, but no two games are the same. There's no guarantee David really will come on and score three points tomorrow. Um, there's no guarantee he won't, but there's no, look, it's a different ballgame. But someone else might come in and do it. Maybe Carl O'Neill will do it. Um, but then again, maybe, maybe Richie Hogan making appeals for Kilkenny and, and turn on a bit of magic as he did against, against Galway there a couple of years back. So, um, yeah, I, I think Limerick will win it, but I'm not as cocksure about it as I would have been a while ago because the more you think about Kilkenny... And what the experience they have and the know-how on the sideline and, you know, their attitude is so confident and their home in Croke Park. All these things combined means, and Limerick probably are gone back a little bit into the pack, I think. So combining all these things together, you're talking about a very, very close Limerick win, I think. Yeah, with that, and we leave it at that regarding the All-Ireland final. Pat, you know, later on today, there's the small matter for Claire Camogie and a championship campaign that you know started on a relative, really relative high following the great exploits in in the Munster final. Uh, unfortunately, that hasn't turned out to be the case in the championship. Now they're down now to a do or die do or die game against Offaly in the relegation later on in Moneygall today. And it you know uh, you know when it comes down, it's the final that no team wants to be in. These games can take on a life of their own, and this could be a very very tricky assignment. Could be a tricky assignment indeed. I mean, Clare, you know, a lot of, lot of hard games played this year. You know, there's been no easy game, whether it was league or championship. In fact, 
that Munster final was an epic and a classic really a, a classic an epic and a classic I was, we were delighted to be there and covering it and we think that they did cover themselves in glory that day and I suppose the championship coming to us one after was to like the Hurt Clare Hurlers to come down from that and get the energy going again was tough but look you know against Tip we showed great signs at times but still couldn't put them away um, yeah I, th- I think the, the secret for, for people teams like Clare trying to make a breakthrough is you know can you up the performance from the league to the championship all the top teams will do that whether it's hurling or camogie you know the league is played at a certain pace and played at a certain intensity but championship then usually you have drier ground you have you know warmer days you have a faster ball all that sort of thing uh, usually not always because weather can be variable but um, can you make that step up then and I suppose Clare didn't make that step up because we had probably stepped up during the league the closing stages of the league so disappointment would be one thing that you're stuck in a, a, a in a relegation final but having said that there's so little between all the teams Leo is that it could be any one of two or three teams in that relegation final and the thing for Clare now is to make sure to win it and awfully you can be sure will be a tough a tough assignment because you know they are trying to make a breakthrough they are trying to improve and they have some very talented players I mean the couple of times we've seen them in recent years you know they have a couple of outstanding players trying to make that breakthrough so it's a, it's a it's a big banana skin but I think the Clare girls you know and management combined will have learned an awful lot between the league and championship this year tough games all through against you know very good opposition and I think uh, they should have enough to see the sun out. But, uh, you know, they'll have to be right. And if they're not right, you know, Offaly will, 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 will find out that and Offaly will take advantage. But I think they will be right. I think, you know, we are a, Div- a Division 1 team, a top Division team. And I think hopefully we'll show that this afternoon. Yeah, and I suppose, Pat, they have the experience of being in a relegation last year in the league when they played um, Dublin. As it turned out, it was in Boring, Offaly, Vigno, you know. And that's we'll look at the venue in a moment. That's about today's game. But I think the experience that even it was a tight game, they got out of it after extra time, whatever you know. And they can draw on their memory of that and how they got out of that game. They can draw very much on that again today in this championship. That's game. true. That's an experience that you know. You know, uh, it's a very tense occasion, and the fear of dropping down is the big thing. And some people wouldn't perform. So Claire will, as I say, will have that experience of drawing that, and that'll send to them. Awfully, may not have been in that particular situation too often. And uh, yeah, I think when a push comes to shove, I think the experience of Claire and the players we have, like we still have some great players, you know, all around the field. And you'd be just hoping that uh, you know the leaders on the field will stand up and calm, calm the younger ones, and also that the younger ones will bring energy and drive and no fear of. Of, of you know no no fear of history or, or losing or anything like that and going with, with the right cut so yeah drawing in that Dublin game last year will be a help I think and uh, the experience of that alone even for the lads on the sideline will will kind of say you know there's no need to panic um, don't be rushing things just play your normal game go through all the pro- the process you normally do and uh, see the game out uh, you know in the last five minutes and you know be hit at the last five minutes or less, sorry, be hit at the last minute of the game as minute counts, Leo. What happens up to that doesn't matter. So I think they'll be patient and I think they'll drive into it and hopefully it'll be enough to beat Offaly because yeah. I mean, Clare are a Division 1 team and they should, they deserve to stay up there. Yeah, indeed, I suppose Offaly will think they're a Division 1 team as well and they'll have True. a serious, serious thoughts about that. Pat, finally, before we finish on that, Kamogi, Divino, Money Goal, you know, but I've never been it's, in it. It's, a, it's an, unusual, an unusual one, you know. There's, a, there's All-Ireland quarterfinals on in Simple Stadium today, you know, between Kilkenny and, and Dublin, yeah. Waterford and Limerick. Why not have thrown in the relegation game into Simple Stadium as well? 
you know, it should be more neutral than Monegal anyway. Absolutely, Monegal, I suppose, is, is an awful name thing, I think you're telling me, geographically. Yeah, or, well, yeah. you're the job, you're the teacher. Well, uh, there's, there's a lot of doubts about Monegal. <laughs> Teach, you want to be more than a teacher, I think you want to be a judge or a jury to know. But uh, all, joking, all joking aside, uh, it's, I suppose, the organisers will see it as being sure, right on the borderline, neutral venue, you know, in, in a sense. Not, not neutral, I suppose, they play in tip, I know, but... Um, it isn't ideal for Clare, I think. You know, the Offaly players are probably very very familiar with this pitch. Clare players certainly aren't. I presume it's a small club pitch. Uh, as that I haven't, I don't think I've been there ever. Nice pitch, no, a nice pitch. Oh, I'm sure I mean, they're not questioning the pitch at all, just the venue. But uh, yeah, you'd, even, you know, Bratanina or something like that, which is kind of a, you know, a bit more of a, a, a stadium for maybe, I won't say glamour games, which you know, bigger matches. So yeah, it's, uh, but, but the thing is, if Clare can win by a point there and lose by a point to Torres, they take the win in Monegal, Leo. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And we'll see, have a visit to Barack Obama as well. And see, I suppose, Pat, finally, before we close in Camogie, Kilkenny to beat uh, Dublin and probably Waterford to beat Limerick, would that be a fair assessment and get to the semi finals? Yes, Kilkenny to beat Dublin, particularly, I think, although Dublin have upped their, their performances. And, and I'd say, that, you know, I think they're, they're probably a coming squad. I mean, there's a huge amount of girls playing Camogie in Dublin. I know now they don't hold on to them, maybe past 16 to minor because of football and, and everything else. And maybe there's a lot of. A lot of maybe, um, you know, drop off of girls anyway. But uh, I think Dublin are coming and uh, I'd say they will come sometime. I mean, they have a great history of Camogie back in the past, obviously. But um, yeah, definitely Kilkenny, I think, will we'll, we'll time their run. You know, they're a championship team and, uh, you know, they, they see this as, as being potential all and finalists or whatever. So Dublin for that one. Waterford have really been the, the farm team in recent times. We saw them given tip a good beating below in Thurles today, the Munster final. And of course, Clare's in. So um, I'd say Waterford will take this one, yeah. And uh, so... It'll be it'll be um a very it'll be a very good competition let's say from here on in yeah doesn't matter about that Pat finally before we before we close the program and we get back to hurling again and even though the All Ireland final is Kilkenny Limerick big day for Clare uh, tomorrow in in um, Crow Park Pat twenty five years ago nineteen ninety seven Clare defeated Tipperary in the All Ireland okay they beat Offaly in ninety five didn't get their walk out in front of the crowd twenty five years on right, unfortunately. Important, a big day for all those players again, and a bit of nostalgia tomorrow. But it's, it's brilliant, first of all, that we have the '97 team with all of '95 lads in there nearly, I think, plus the few newcomers of Harana. That's because the '95 lads didn't get their day because of COVID, and that was an absolute shame. I think that just unfortunate because it was a team we all adore, you know, that, that those days we'll never forget them in clear. So, thank goodness they're getting their second chance now in '97, and that COVID is, restrictions are over. and they can get the the, the the rounds of applause and and the plaudits they deserve. And I'd say a lot of clear people would love to go up to this final if they could get tickets just for that alone. And I mean, the characters that are there, you know, we, a lot of them have been involved in various ways since their playing days in, in management and coaching and everything else now as well. So um, brilliant for Clare, brilliant for the players. And uh, I think they will deserve this day in glory in front of the full house, getting the, getting the rounds of applause and... Give Mark giving them a description of their of their playing careers and of their of their strengths as, as players and uh, great day for yourself and Liam obviously with your brother Liam involved as well so uh, really looking forward to that aspect of it and uh, I think uh, knowing all knowing some of the lads as we do not knowing them all but knowing some of them anyway but hearing about most of them they'll be well able to celebrate uh, both in the afternoon and also later into the night as well. There's no doubt they won't be found wanting on this occasion either. <laughs> Pet, that's guaranteed. 
Pat McNamara, as always, good to get your views here on the, uh, during the programme. And that concludes our Sports Science Show here today on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union. As always, my thanks to co-presenter uh, uh, Pat McNamara. Special thanks to our guests of Stephen Walsh, Andy Cohen and Adrian Ronan. Thanks to Jim Collins, the man to control tower. Without him, we wouldn't have a show. And thanks very much to you for tuning in here on Scarab Bay Community Radio today. We hope you enjoyed the show and Look forward to whatever game or whatever sport you're, you're interested in uh, for the weekend. So, once again, it just remains for me, Leo Dial. It's Bannock Day, August Lawn.